Welcome to the City Church Online. This is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again. Please like, subscribe, remember to share and download this message. Come, let us grow together in Christ. So I want to continue from where we stopped yesterday. We are building altars. Waltari. I like Waltari more than Echoto. Praise the Lord. And we saw yesterday God was telling us to build him an altar. And so the title of our message is Build Me an Altar. Build me an altar. And this is part two of build me an altar. Hallelujah. One of the things we saw about altars is that it is a platform of authorization where um, we authorize the spiritual realm to operate in the natural realm. And because we are living in two worlds simultaneously. And I explained to you that we there are three kinds of spirits. There is the nice, good, uh, beautiful, wonderful, amazing spirits that are spirits from God. Uh, these include angels. This is the Holy Spirit, that, of course, God, the Holy Spirit. And they rule and reign in the heavens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But then there are also demonic spirits that are led by the devil, the abolist, the, the deceiver. They also once were angels, but they rebelled against God, so we put them in a different category. They are evil spirits. And they rule in the dark. Their uh, principalities, their powers, their dominions, their rulers, but they rule in the dark places. And then there are the human spirits. Uh, some of you did not know, but you are a spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you are a spirit who possesses and also lives and works with the body. So a human being is made of three. For you to be a human being, you have three components that make you human. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have a spirit. You have a soul. And you have a body. That is what differentiates you from other spirits. You know, even when we get to heaven, you as a human being, you will have a body. It will not be like this one that you have that decays and gets rotten. You will have a celestial body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. An incorruptible body. 
It is what makes you a human being. Now, the other spirits, including the good, nice, wonderful, beautiful spirits, and the evil spirits, they are not authorized to operate here on earth. It is only humans that are authorized to operate and have dominion here on earth. Don't just listen to me like I'm reading newspapers. Because I am talking about you. You know, when you understand that thing, you realize that you have so much power. You know, when you fear demons, even the demons wonder. They are also amazed that you are afraid of them. Because they know for them to rule or have any form of dominion here on earth, you must authorize them. And so you realize that as a human, you have tremendous power. Oh yes. Even God, for him to operate here on earth, he set it in his laws that if any spirit is to operate here on earth, it must receive permission, authorization, and agreement with the hum- with the human spirit. People have asked before that if God is a good God, why is there evil on the earth? Why do bad things happen? And they don't know this truth. That uh, the things that happen here on earth, they only happen because because men have agreed to them. When you allow the operation of the devil, he will operate. When you allow the operation of God, he will operate. So the state of our nation, for example, is not uh, the problem of a government. It's the problem of the church. So the state of any nation is really the responsibility uh, of the church. If a church does not stand to be who they are, then the nation suffers. So while you were saying to serve a government here to Yambe, as you're saying that let the, we are asking the government for help, in reality, the government should be saying to serve Kanisa etuyambe. Government ya inoku serve Kanisa okuyamba. Because men have to agree with certain things for them to happen. So are you still following me? Are you still following me? And so you realize that if at your workplace bad things are happening, you are responsible. If at your school bad things are happening, you are responsible. If in your family bad things are happening, don't cry about the witch doctors that bewitched you and the other auntie who had certain charms and brought things you didn't understand at your home. Now everybody is suffering, you see. 
Tokabira muntoye yabalokeda obasengawo obakojjawe yalete bingi mtategera because you are there kubanga gwe woli hey you are there woli and because you are there era kubanga woli understand this reality that just as there was an evil person there must be a holy person to stop evil from happening and establish holiness and greatness in that house. We are going to establish altars so that uh, we reverse negative trends in our communities, in our homes, in our society. Glory be to God. You know, this excites me because I realize that if there was a man within my lines. I am excited because I can see we are about to set a certain pace. Hey! We are about to establish certain lineages where they will begin to say people that come from Mutagubia. Glory be to God! Hey. Hey. You know, up to now, the children of Israel, they keep saying, we are sons of Abraham. Can you imagine? This dude lived thousands of thousands of years ago. And moreover, he was in a covenant that is different from the one I am in. So now you watch out. If the Lord so tarries and this earth still remains for another 10,000 years. 10,000 years to come. Groups of people will be referring to a certain man called Alex. Some of them will think I had a big stomach. Others will think I was very tall. Some will hope I was an American. <laughs> Others will think I was Chinese. <laughs> because the name will resound. You know why? Because right now, I am starting a new line of very successful people. Very godly people. Of people who have such wisdom and insight. You know why? Because if there was a man that established a certain negative altar, there were men with blood and flesh. And now here you are. Look at you. You know, there was a certain singer. She said some words. After she quarreled with Uncle so and so. And then she lifted up her clothes above her head. And now, after that, everyone that comes out of the air, Simanya never sees what. Sesenga did what? Okay, good. Me, I am unkunamiraing you. You understand? Hey. I stand on a higher altar than that singer stood. And now I am saying I have brought it to an end. Oh, glory be to God. Let me tell you these 40 days are for grace, speed, and effectiveness. We are taking our position. We are taking our place. We are coming into an understanding of the authority that has been given to us. That whatever God says, we are coming into agreement. We are coming 
into alignment and we are saying we have started a new line of those that get married properly we are starting a new line of those that do big businesses and prosper we have started a new line of mega church pastors we have started glory be to God glory be to God Kutandise is someone exciting. Because you know, there is such authority that God has given to you. And this thing is already done. It's already done. It's already established. Even the heavens know. When I was born, there was a register. Why was and it had already been written upon me. Another great servant of God has come. You see, it is true of you that before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. Before you were born, God set you apart. This is established. That is why, despite measles, you are still here. Smallpox tried you. While it killed 50 million people one time ago, you, when it came, you survived. And then malaria tried. But here you are. COVID killed thousands. But here are you right now. Hey! Hey! Who am I talking to? Hey! My goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we must learn to establish altars. Because you see, one time Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees. And he said, the children of the world are sometimes more cunning than the children of God. You get it, eh? Because the world knows certain things that operate. And so, whether intentionally or unintentionally, they begin to establish to establish certain ways of working that align with how the spiritual realm works. And so we must learn to transact in the spirit in order to manifest in the natural. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I was telling you that there are a lot of times when God speaks to us. But not every time God has spoken to you will those things come to pass because whenever God speaks to you there is a certain response that you must have towards that. And one of the things that you must do when God speaks to you is to build him an altar. To build him an altar. Now I realize that every year God speaks certain words to us. But we had not been schooled in this area. And so we must now be schooled in the area of establishing altars. Hallelujah. Because when I look at many of you here, God has spoken some 
very nice words to you. I look at you and you radiate the glory of God. So there is no reason why you should be stagnant and stuck in a quagmire and a merry clay when you can actually rise up on a rock that is higher than you. Glory be to God. So there is no reason why you should be stuck in life. Except that you have not understood but now you are gaining understanding. Now knowledge is coming to you. You are going to be in a better place. Now altars are the platforms and the places where the covenants are established, activated, and maintained. before so when God makes a covenant with a man, that covenant must be activated by that man. And that covenant must be uh, maintained by the man. Whenever God speaks, there is a part that he has. And in fact, when God says a word, that word is as good as done. The same breath in which his word comes out is the same breath that performs exactly what God has said. When God looks and says to you, this is it. The same word he has spoken. Within his speaking. Is contained the grace and the power that establishes the reality of that word. So there is grace available. There is speed available. And there is effectiveness available. Now, that word requires a response because while it is established in the heavenly realms, it must now come into manifestation in this natural realm. And so there must be a man that captures it, grabs it, and causes it to have its dominance here on earth. So when God came to Job, he asked him, Job, Job, do you know the ordinances of heaven and how to establish their dominion here on earth? There are heavenly ordinances. Principles and ways that have been established. There must be a man who understands how to set their dominion here on earth. So, one day, I had just given my life to Jesus. And uh, I went and I visited my brother. Uh, he was studying at uh, St. Leo's College. That is in Fort Potro. And when I was in their compound, I read a certain plaque. It said, leave St. Leo's better than you found it. Now, me, I was attending St. Peter's SS in Zambia. The school of the champions. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when I went back to St. Peter's, Peter's, the students, man, we were rascals. Praise the name of Jesus. Mm. Guys were just the way they wanted to be. There was zero prayer in that school. So I began to tell my friends, this school must change. We must leave this school better than we found it. We must leave it better than we found it. And you know, I gathered just 15 of my friends. And we began a prayer meeting. And then we began a scripture union fellowship. And we began to do things in that school. By that time, we were leaving St. Peter's. They had moved from Olevo to Elevo. They had even changed their uniform from Kachi to the current uniform they have. The school had changed from hooligans to Antichotege. Hooligans to, to now God people who are on fire the, the compound had even gotten grass. Seriously. Because let me tell you, if the children of God can understand how much authority God has vested in you. You will begin to realize that when God said you will be above and not beneath, he meant business. When he said you will prosper in the country and in the city, you will know that he meant business. When he said you shall be above and not beneath. When he said that you'll be filled with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He means business. He means business. And so it follows that wherever you step he has given you. You know the covenant that we have with God is now bigger than the covenant Abraham had with him. The covenant we have with God is bigger than the one Isaac had with him. It's bigger than the one Jacob had with him. It's bigger than the one David had with him. In fact, some of you when you get to heaven, David will look at you and say, but you, I wish I had lived in your time. Because for me, for David, he lived peeping in our times and doing things out there. You understand what I'm saying? Like, he used to look and say, ah, it's not the law. Hey, Blessed is a man on whom God does not impute iniquity whose sins he has forgiven. You now live in a time where Christ has offered one sacrifice once and for all for the forgiveness of all your sins. Where your righteousness is established upon the very righteousness of God. Where you have been sanctified, perfected, perfected while being sanctified. Let me tell you, the gloves are off. You are living in a time when Christ has Christ. accomplished it for you. So now, 
It is important that you establish an altar. Let me give you an example from the scriptures. Genesis chapter 28. We find the story of Jacob. Now I said that uh, altars are platforms where covenants are established, activated and maintained. Before so when God makes a covenant with you, when God speaks a word to you, uh, you need to start an altar. And so these 40 days are meant for us to build an altar. And this is why you should not allow anyone to play uh, around with these 40 days. You, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't allow a wedding party to play around with your 40 days. I'm telling you. That, that coming of a wedding, you can, you can, you can skip it and then uh, after some time, Every day you eat at your house as if you are at a wedding. When I was a teenager and I was starting to fast and do these things, uh, one time I, I was playing the keys and I was doing sound. And so they took me to a workshop to play sound for a workshop. It's the first time I saw a buffet. I'm telling you the truth. And a buffet where no one is serving you. There, there is no, you know, some of times these days, there are these ladies who stand with small folks and they just... And, and then, when you look at their face, you are even afraid to say, okay, add on. You get it, eh? They, they put for you two slices of, uh, of these green beans. Two of, of those green peppers and put them. And, and then you look at her and you are like, let Let me just just but that buffet, no one was standing there. They would put food there and then go away and stand on the sides and you do what you want as many times as you want. The problem is that week. I was fasting. I had just programmed myself, I'm going to be fasting. And I started on Monday to fast. On Tuesday, they told me, you need to go to this workshop. And I thought they were locally. So, we are going to be in fellowship. I like, we are going to be in prayer. When I got there, there was fellowship. There was prayer. But there was also swallowship. Big. Like the room where we are studying, there was tea, coffee, migati. Did you understand? Lunch was like that. Evening tea. Dinner. I was fasting. And I looked at these things. I got very tempted. I said, God, why don't you excuse me? After this workshop, we can continue. So, as I was playing keyboard, planning to go and get those Bugattis, we are worshipping. The Holy Spirit says, Would you like to eat it now? Or would you like it to be your lifestyle? Hey! I said, Lord, 
Lord, you win. So I would look at these people. Hey, and everyone is asking you, Mutagubia, told it there. Won't you have something? something you can actually little. have some fruit. Something some, some salad. No. no. It's okay. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fine. But you know what? Now, today. Later. Yeah, those things I can do anytime I want. Praise the Lord. Anytime I want, I can. And there is no place in Uganda I cannot eat in now. Why am I telling you all of this? I, I'm saying, we are trying to establish something, friends. We are trying to establish something, friends, that will authorize the mighty working power of the covenant of God upon our lives to be activated and maintained in our lives. We are not playing with this. So look at this verses, uh, chapter 28. Uh, we'll start from verses 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. He took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head and, and he lay down the, in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached the heavens. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Do you see the picture? You see, eh? Can you look at that dude and what he's doing? He's sleeping. Yeah, but the pillow is a what? Ginger. It's a stone. Ginger. You sleep on a stone and dream. But I guess after you have walked for some long time. Even a stone feels like a pillow. <laughs> And so, he has this dream. Can you see? Let's enter his dream. Let's <laughs> enter his dream. I think this is a beautiful dream. There's a, a ladder. It goes up to heaven. On the ladder, the angels are climbing up. The climbing down. The climbing up. The climbing down. The climbing up. The climbing down. This is the kind of dream you don't want anyone to say, Jacob. <laughs> you, remember, you know those times when you are having this nice dream. And that's when your small sister says, and you just hear her voice as if it is in that dream, but you are. And you try going back, but... <laughs> So this is what is happening. And behold, hey, it's even more than that. It's not just angels. And the Lord stood above it. Oh my gosh. Can you see this dream? This is beautiful. The angels are going up. They're going down. When you look up, the Lord himself. Ooh, eh, I love this dream. I pray one day I also get this dream. Glory be to God. I love it. The Lord said to him, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father. And the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east. To the north and to the south. And in you. And in your seed. All the families of the earth shall be 
blessed. Behold, I am with you. I will keep you wherever you go and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken. Ah! This sounds like words that God has also spoken about us. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you until I have spoken everything that I have said has come to pass. Until I have done it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will never leave you until he has done what he has promised. He will not leave you until he has done what he has promised. Hallelujah. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He's called Emmanuel. God with us. But he has also sent his spirit. And he is in us. So the God who is with us is also God in us. But he also said, I will send my spirit and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so you realize he is God with us. He is God in us. And he is God upon us. Hey, it's gonna be well with me. It's gonna be well with me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He said when you go through the fire, I will be there with you. Even in the high waters, I will be with you. When you go through the floods, I will be with you. He is God who will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Glory be to God. Then, Jacob woke up. When he woke up, he said, as in Uganda we say, surely, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not even know it. Oh. And he was afraid and said. How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. You realize that Jacob had discovered a portal into heaven. It's like this place. Now, the problem is then he rose early in the morning. He took a stone, the same stone he had put on his head. <laughs> he set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of the place Bethel. But the name had been called Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow saying. Now, I, and I'm telling you, some of you, you should be very careful the things you're saying about God. The things you just say. Because sometimes they're the things that kill you. Because he says, if God will be with me, and keep me in the way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on. Now you look, you people look at this. The guy has found the dwelling place of God and still he's saying ah, 
I still need to go where I am going. Neta goso kutuka akatiao. Let me just put a pillar here. Hold it God, hold it. But if you will be with me, and you go with me and you give me bread to eat can you imagine and clothing to put on that's it then so that I come back to my house then the Lord shall be my God can you imagine if he gives me food and clothes good life yeah, good life, good life. Then, I will serve you. But you know God, you know, you know I need some money. I need and, some money. Uh, you know, maybe if I get a job, and I get a house, and I marry a beautiful woman, and we have some good kids. Let me tell you one of your best challenges. You are so concerned about the things of this world. You, you are so concerned about your job, your career, where, money, uh, how will I make it? Like you are very concerned about and all your prayers are filled with uh, those things. And look, God has visited you. He has shown himself to you. And you're saying, Lord, you know what? Come on, You will be my God. You what? You, you shall be if you do this. You shall be. What if nothing happens then? And you know what happens to Jacob? The Bible says, and this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth of you. Then God, this is your house. You'll be here. Let me go. When you bless me in my hustle, I, I will sponsor the work. You know, when I was at campus, I was not the most anointed. Some of the guys I learned how to pray from. You know, we used to have a guy. Remember one time we went for a mission. And he said, he drew a circle on the ground. And he said, if you think you are a man. Step in that circle. Hey! This campuser. Campuser of these days, I don't even know. Because campuser of our days. Mama, 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 mama. Oh! You don't joke. You don't joke. They don't. If you call yourself a man, you step in that circle. We all tried. You would come and you do like this. Ah! Power would hit you. Power would hit you. Hey! Now, several years after, me when I got off campus, I said, God, come. Let me sit in church. And we start. For them, they said, you know, you know, they use the same anointing to get jobs in Nile Bank. To get jobs in UEB, which is now Umeme. They were so anointed. Favor was just on them. So they got 
these jobs. In your revenue. Actually, almost all of them who got jobs in your they end up backsliding. There was just too much money for them to handle. Praise the name of Jesus. And now several years. Me who went with the Lord. They are seeking me out. Well, let me tell you. It pays to serve God. It doesn't pay immediately. But when it does, when it starts, you know, some of you, you want it tomorrow. <laughs> you want it tomorrow. Hey. But you must be able to have a resilience. That because 20 years down the road, all of them, now I look like I am more anointed than they taught me how to pray. They taught me how to pray. They taught me how to do miracles. They are the ones, they're the ones I would go in fellowship and be there and be the one led. And then after I would go, I would go in the youth fellowship in Governance. <laughs> Having tapped an anointing. Yeah. Having tapped an anointing on them. Then I would go also. And prophesy. Yeah. But not like those guys. Those were the ones I'm saying, my God. Even me. Yeah. Guys, I... I would go with, to them with in overnight to them. And we would pray. And I would run out of words. And for them, it's like they're just starting. And then after that, they would come out. As I was praying. Let me tell you, even you, if you saw an angel, we would tell you to start speaking. And you would be also be like, as I was praying, the angel of the Lord came and told me. And as he's saying, the angel of the Lord came and told me. Yeah? As he's saying it, three ladies would fall down. One guy would do, oh, oh, oh. Did I tell you a story of this guy who threw his jacket on me? And I ran around the church like hey, hey, I now have a bigger church than him. Yes. What a shock. God visited Jacob. Jacob saw angels. He saw God. God talking to him. And then he told him, I will put a stone here. I still have some business to take care of. But you know what I need you God to do for me? You know what I need you to do for me? Uh, keep me well. When I go, let it be well with me. And give me clothes to put on. Something to eat. And sometime, I will come back. I will come back. My goodness. Now, some of them woke up about two years ago to start church. And you know, these things of God are amazing. Because God is patient. Where you leave him. He's patient. Keep going. 
keep going. When you return, you will find me here. Yes. And you know the, the amazing thing about him? Is you, you go when you are 20. You come back at 46. He says, welcome back, son. Now remember 20 years ago when we were talking? Let's start now. Same process. And so, you, you, you start the same hustle you should have done when you were 20. Some of you need to start ministries now. I, I am telling you. Like, you just need to start now. And you know these things of God, when you start, you don't know. You, you have nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You people, when, when we came to Luzira, Luzira with my wife, we couldn't even afford rent. I stayed in my brother-in-law's house for three months. With two kids. But I said, God, let's do this thing. Then when I could afford rent, I couldn't afford chairs. I, I, I could only, I, I was able to get a fridge and a dining table. That's it. So I had a house with only a dining table, a fridge, and two mattresses. The powerful man of God from America. And I had an American accent. What a shock. I think we shall continue from here tomorrow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you people. But... We started. And guess what? Look what God has done. Look what God has done. Look what God has done. Someone help me appreciate him for me. You know, I've not even start, I've not even got halfway of my message for today. Because Jacob's story is just I've just told you half of it. We, we, we haven't even got to the altar part. We haven't. So if you stop this message here, you will have no idea what I was talking about. So make sure you are here tomorrow when I finish this message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because, but one of the things I am feeling on my side is some of you have excuses. Some of you, the things you are looking at as valid reasons for not giving yourself over to God. Over to ministry. Uh, they are just survival reasons. They are, they are really just survival reasons. And it's, it's better to die serving God than to die surviving. Hustling. You get it? Because at least if you hustle when you are in God, you are building yourself an eternity. That Jacob will come back tomorrow. Have a very good day. Very good night. May the Lord bless you. We will continue with this tomorrow. Hallelujah. Give glory to God. 
This audio sermon has been brought to you by The City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 0706-332-572 or 0776-579-679.